0: Homa jnana dimarandasya jnana jana shalakaya cakshurun maditam tasmai shigurve Bhagavad Gita, chapter 13, text number 20. Prakritim Purusham chaiva vidyānādi ubhāvapi Vikaram ca guṇam vidi prakriti sambhavān Prakriti, material nature. Purusham, the living entities. Cha, also. Eva, certainly. Vidhi, you must know. Anadi, without beginning. Ubhau, both. Api, also. Vikaran. Transformations, cha, also. Gunan, the three modes of nature. Cha, also. Eva, certainly. Vidhi, no. Prakriti, material nature, Sambhavan produced of material nature and the living entities should be understood to be beginningless their transformations and the modes of matter are products of material nature purport by the knowledge given in this chapter one can understand the body the field of activities and the knower of the body both the individual soul and the supersoul. The body is the field of activity and is composed of material nature. The individual soul that is embodied and enjoying the activities of the body is the Purusha, or the living entity. He is one knower, and the other is the Supersoul. Of course, it is to be understood that both the Supersoul and the individual entity are different manifestations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The living entity is in the category of his energy And the Supersoul is in the category of his personal expansion. Both material nature and the living entity are eternal. That is to say that they existed before the creation. The material manifestation is from the energy of the Supreme Lord. And so also are the living entities, but the living entities are of the superior energy both the living entities and material nature existed before this cosmos was manifested material nature was absorbed in the supreme personality of Godhead, mahavishnu and when it was required it was manifested by the agency of the mahatatva similarly the living entities are also in him and because they are conditioned they are averse to serving the supreme lord thus they are not allowed to enter into the spiritual sky but with the coming forth of material nature these living entities are again given a chance to act in the material world and prepare themselves to enter into the spiritual world that is the mystery of this material creation actually the living entity is originally the spiritual part and parcel of the supreme lord but due to his rebellious nature he is conditioned within material nature It really does not matter how these living entities or superior entities of the supreme lord have come in contact with material nature the supreme personality of godhead knows however how and why this actually took place in the scriptures the lord says that those attracted by this material nature are undergoing a hard struggle for existence but we should know it with certainty from the descriptions of these few verses that all transformations and influences of material nature by the three modes are also productions of material nature. All transformations and variety and respect to living entities are due to the body. As far as spirit is concerned, living entities are the same. So you could take a situation in which you felt very helpless Sometimes people are apprehended and taken away uh, against their will. They're arrested for a crime. We've seen this many times. People, they somehow or other transgress the law and then the authorities find out and they come. Sometimes they come, you know, unnecessarily, but let's just say it's necessary. Somebody transgressed the law. They're the person is taken into custody, and if you have ever seen how an arrest takes place, at least in America, I don't know if they do it the same in other places. They use these handcuffs, so they say, "Put your hands behind your back." So you put your hands behind your back, and then uh, either they use some plastic thing that you know clicks onto your hand, or metal. You can hear it ratchet up, and then your hands get, you know, you can't move them. They're behind your back. So you're basically helpless. Of course you could run, but it's really hard without your hands. And then they put you into the back of a car that has a screen between you and the the driver. And it's an official car. It's going to take you to uh, another place of their choice, not of yours. You don't get to choose. You're put in the car. And once you're in the back seat, the door is closed, it's all locked. Of course, some foolish people try to get away, but they're always caught. We see it on high speed chases at the very end of the cul-de-sac after hours and hours and the tank against runs out, they finally get caught and they're apprehended, then it's worse. They try to get away. <clears throat> and in any case, once you're caught, you're caught. And then you're taken in and you have to go where they say. And they take you and they decide, they decide your fate. It's like, what did he do? Some judge Uh, somebody on the scene says he does this, he did that. And then a judge says, Okay, this is, this is what you get. And then you have to do it. And there's no um, getting around it. Of course, you know, in, in, in uh, free countries, you can hire yourself a lawyer, and, and try to fight it and whatever. But let's just say that you're sentenced for the for the transgression. And then, then you got can i pick my cell no you know you don't get to pick your cell we're picking it for you you know can i have a little extra this that no no you get what you get it's just it's that's all you get we've decided and basically you've decided by the way you acted you put yourself in this situation and now you're in there and how long am i going to be in here for for as long as the judge said and that's that's it of course you could get a little clemency if good behavior after a little while maybe slightly reduced sentence but even when you get out they're going to watch you and you're going to be on probation and you got to check in and if you do it again then you go back in and it's twice as bad because you broke the law twice so Prabhupada in this purport talks about rebelliousness the rebellious nature of conditioned soul it's like uh, i'll do something different Supreme Lord has his plan, he has his whole setup, everything's going, and then I want to do something else. So this, then is uh, unlawful, go against the natural law. And then at the end of uh, this lifetime, or even in this lifetime, we become restricted by material nature, people who do things that uh, cause harm to themselves or others, oftentimes develop a certain kind of disease or uh, they're limited in their their movement in this world. But especially at the time of death, Krishna talks a lot about this in the Gita. That's a helpless situation because karmanandaiva nitrina, deho papate, when you leave this body and you say, <clears throat> Okay, I'd like to have a very nice, let's say I'd like to be born in Switzerland and I'll be a man and and I'd like to be wealthy family, please. No, you you already had your chance, your chance was when you had uh, some freedom, you came to consciousness and then you decided by your activities now it's a higher authority takes over completely. There's, there's the apprehension for those who have broken the law, and you're put in the, uh, <clears throat> the waiting cell. And then they say, Okay, here's your sentence. Here's the kind of body you get, and it's a kind of sentence. And some of them are really bad, you get a, a really uh, horrible kind of body in your next life, like some kind of animals they're conditioned to eat all kinds of things that uh, we couldn't even live through for, for like two minutes. We couldn't live, but they're given a the kind of body. It's like, okay, go ahead. Now, now this is your sentence. You have to eat all this stuff. So material nature is, is relentless. It's mechanical and uh, our freedom is so valuable. When we come to the human form of life, we have a modicum of freedom. And it comes through clear consciousness. And when we have an inkling that I have uh, transgressed and that there's an opportunity for me now to get myself on the right track. And then I feel uh, protection from that, even in this lifetime, when I'm following and I start to feel the freedom, even in this life. Raga dvesha vimuktaistu vishayan indriya Charan, atma vasharavatei atma A person who voluntarily reforms him or herself in this lifetime, Krishna says, by following the regulatory principles of freedom, you use your volition, you decide, I'm going to be a good boy, I'm going to be a girl, I'm going to follow this. And, and then you start to see for yourself that the, the lower modes of nature uh, start to the handcuffs start to come off and you start to feel free. And this is uh, the life of, of freedom, Krishna consciousness, Krishna says Prasada arigachati, then the grace of Krishna descends in your life and you become more and more free to actually just do more service. So it's a it's a serious situation we're in. It's a serious situation. This human life that we're in now is a probationary period somehow or other We've been given a little chance. We've been let out of the cage for a little for a little while. And say, okay, what are you going to do now? Let's see. Will you check in with your probation officer? You get yourself a probation officer, get yourself a spiritual master. And it's like a check in regularly. Send your side a card. Yeah, I'm following the thing. And uh, it's like and then, hey, what happened to him? He didn't send anything. where you been He's like oh nowhere <laughs> nowhere what does that mean you know that we have to be we have to realize that we're in a probationary period here and you know people who go out they get a little giddy outside the prison and they start thinking like ah, maybe maybe I'll stick it to the man again you know I'll go back to my life of crime it's no big deal nobody's watching but in the Bhagavatam, Dave said, no, no, you don't understand. Everything's being recorded. Have you ever, have you ever been in a hot mic situation? You've seen him before, right? President, you know, someplace and they leave the mic on. And he's like, you idiot. You know, he's talking to the <laughs> his aide. you know, and everyone's going, uh, sir, excuse me, your mics on. Well, our mics on all the time. Don't think everything we're saying or doing or thinking isn't being recorded for those who are who are virtuous who feel this power that i want to become virtuous that's a that's good news because i want to prove it i want to prove it behind closed doors i want to show that i mean it and okay put the hot mic on me it's okay i i'm gonna let it i let it roll and and you know if i mess up i'll i'll own up to it but i'm that's what i want i want to be clear i want to get clear in this life sorry that's a scientology thing um, I want to come to pure consciousness. And, and that's, that's the impetus of the, the those who who feel the pinch of material nature, and then they've, they experience how a grace is coming to them in the form of the devotees, they see the devotees, and they think, oh, these, these people are free, they're, they're heading for freedom, I want to go with them. And that they understand for the reading the Bhagavad Gita. It's so commonsensical. It's that voice of freedom, that uh, Krishna just says, I'm here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you out of this. I mean, don't you like that when you're, you're captured, and there's no way out, it seems, and then somebody comes along, who looks pretty powerful. And, you know, there's a lot of movies and novels like this, you know, the guy's just helpless. And then somebody comes along and like who is that guy it's like who cares He's getting me out of here <laughs> he, he just he just got you out of jail he had he handed a little card to them and on the card there was some scribbles and they looked at it and they said okay let the prisoner out and you're just you're out it's like who is that guy It's like i don't know but just go with him you know go and when we get that bhagavad-gita and it we hear that yeah I'm here, I'm gonna get you out. You just have to follow me. Just just follow me. I'm gonna take you out of this prison. So you have to be careful that um, we remember that we're on probation. Prophet talks about how sometimes a little bird, you let it out of the cage. And then it's so conditioned, it just hops right back in the cage. So now I'm staying in here. And so um, go for, go for the light. All the Shastras are saying, jyoti jyotirgamai, don't stay in this prison. Get out, go for the light, fly away, little bird and, and, and go back to your home. So Krishna's here laying it out for us exactly. It's so helpful to read this Bhagavad Gita, because here, he's telling us in this verse about, you know, where we came from, and what, he, he shows the big map of where, where we are, here's the kind of energy you are your superior energy, you belong to a better world. That's good news, too. And you suddenly find out, hey, guess what? You don't belong here. This is not your place. You actually belong to a much better place. Yay. Uh, and then and how each one of them, the material nature and the living entities, they're both eternal. It's just uh, the, the material nature sometimes manifests, sometimes not manifests. And somehow or other, I got mixed up in it somehow or other i'm mixed up in it and so the good news is that you can get unmixed through the process of krishna consciousness you can feel it even in this life that i'm getting unmixed from this idea that i'm the material body and also the the pinch of the modes of material nature starts to slacken and i feel myself uh, gradually getting free uh, free mind my heart becomes free and I, I, in this lifetime, can become a resident of the spiritual world through the probationary period, all the way starting to work, work for the for the government. It's like, yeah, he's good, you know, and then it's like, yeah, let's hire him. Bring him back in. <laughs> he, he's really good. And then, you know, we can completely reform. So it's a good idea. Krishna consciousness, it's uh, it's the only thing that makes any sense in this world. And we have to remember our nature. Let's see if some reflections or questions. I'm going to go to the board. Oh, yes. Okay, let's see. I'm going to do it the scientific way. I'm looking at the participants. And the first one was is on the list is Sadhu Vrindavan. Hare
1: Krishna Prabhu. Um, you were talking about uh, how everything's being recorded when you, when even when nobody's around. And I was thinking of um, a story in which um, there's a guru and he gives each of his disciples a mango. And then he asked the disciples to actually go and eat it where nobody can see you and nobody should know that you actually ate this mango. So they all go, and all of them, uh, all of them eat the mango, except for one who comes back with the mango. And the guru asked, "Why didn't you eat the mango? Why, um, why did you come back with it?" And the disciple says, "That's because I, I couldn't find a place where I wasn't being watched because the Supreme Lord is always watching you." So, um, yeah, I just really like the point how you said everything is being recorded, even when you don't think, uh, don't think you're being seen.
0: Yeah, actually, in the uh, 10th Canto, of the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, 1014, find me the verse, please, if you're the one running the Shastra. Yeah, it's uh, mentioned there that the uh, the senses of the living entities, all our senses, they're like little microphones for the demigods, they can listen in to everything that's coming through our senses. As we have this daivika connection there. You'll see it. It's it's in the first third of the, the verses there. Okay, uh, next is Sukeshwari.
2: I was wondering, Prabhu, when we were reading that um, the temporary material world, that's what we usually say, but it said that uh, the material world and the spiritual world are both eternal. So my question is... Uh, when um you know when devotees go back to spiritual world that means a new set of devotee will come down here is is that what it, it means because i'm confused if suppose there are devotees like there's so many devotees now they'll be go, going back to spiritual world then um at least some percentage of the living entities in the in the material world would reduce then then it says that you know they're always uh, you know like i was just also remembering vasudev that uh Uh, When he's talking to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that, you know, I want everybody to go back and I will take all the sins and let everybody go back. But then he says that it's not possible and, you know, that there will always be some living entities who are rebels.
0: No, he says it's possible, but the universe will fill back up again. Sorry, Prabhu. He said it's possible and it it will happen, but 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 the universe will just fill right back up again. Yeah, you know, if you try to if you try to measure the material world, and these different concepts, I mean, our planet is so small, if you get up a little higher, you can't even find where it is, it's tiny. And then what to speak of kind of seeing the universe or understanding all the multitude of universes, and then about the the living entities, they're awesome, they're uncountable. Do you know what uncountable means (laughs) you can't measure it and and as you get a when he's asked about the material cosmos by pritchett marsh says can you tell me something about the lord's material nature and he said i'll tell you something but it's actually unlimited what can i say about it and he starts to describe the various planetary systems and uh you know look at just like the heavenly planets there are mangoes as big as elephants, they fall off the tree, the juice runs out the juice mixes with the rare soil and produces gems and things. And basically, he's he's going into the the na- the material nature and how it, it's practically, you can't um, comprehend even that uh, counting all these, uh, you know, variants here in the material world. And what about what about measuring this and that? So we just, we understand that the living entities are asankhya, they're unlimited, because the Lord's unlimited were his energies, and they're so to measure like, okay, how many came in, how many came out, let's give them a number. And then maybe we get a algorithm to see how many (laughs) came in and how many came out. It's it's not, um, it's not so fruitful. Just think about like, how you would answer that question, first of all, and even if you were to answer the question, how would it help, you know, to actually know the main thing as prophet says here, look at his mood in this purport. It really doesn't matter how the living entities got involved in the mature nature. What is the sentence? He says, spring personality got in, he said, it really does not matter how these living entities are superior. Uh, living entities or superior energies of the Lord have come in contact with material nature. That's a nice ver- uh, sentence you could put in your pocket, tattoo it on your arm, and just like, and, and it goes to this mood of like a good luck measuring it how many came in, how many came out. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Okay, let's see who we have next. We have Manjula Kanta.
1: Maraj, um, there was a trilogy that came out a few years ago, a movie called The Matrix, and it talks about uh, this concept of you actually um, being asleep and, and living, in, living, living your life in a dream. It's basically a, a way of, you know, um, it's, it's a concept that machines are using you for energy and basically they keep you alive by giving you something to look forward to, and you dream your life away. And in the process, when uh, a few of them rebel and wake up these sleeping jivas, Um, there's this very unique character in in the story that says, that uh, turns back on them and they ask, why did you do that? And he says, well, I don't want to know that the world is so difficult. I just want to go back to sleep. So my deal with the devil is put me back to sleep and I'll give you all these guys who woke up. And I'm reminded of the thought of that person many times because when we take the Krishna consciousness, like you remind us, it's a daily battle. And if we don't inoculate and we don't do our sadhana properly, we become very vulnerable, along with our own um, samskaras that keep dragging us down. Um, the one good thing I felt, even though I f- sometimes I feel like that guy, you know, I'm like, oh, I give up, just put me back to sleep. Maybe it's better that way. And the beauty of it was that when you have guru and you have association, you can't go back to sleep either. You just have to hold on and find a way to stay strong and complete that journey. Um, it, it's a beautiful um relationship. And that's why I felt um, when I was reading, um, Shila Prabhupada says that it all starts with finding Guru. That one anchor can keep you sane, through all the madness. I wanted to share that.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Because as uh, Vaikuntha Nayaka Prabhu is asking here in a question, why is the jail we lo- live in look so attractive? Why do we even feel like coming out of jail? we why do we not even feel like coming jana why do we not have a strong will to come out of the jail and it's krishna's energy so it's attractive but once a devotee asked Prabhupada, why maya is so strong and he said it's not that my is so strong it's that your your will is weak your motive is weak and she said so if you make your immune system very strong then you don't fall sick and so similarly You know, we have to make our spiritual immune system very strong so that we don't fall victim to Maya. Because Maya, will. Maya is actually helping us by stress testing all the time. It's like, do you really want Krishna or do you want this? Do you want A or do you want B? And, you know, when our when our will is not strong, when our motive isn't strong because we don't have yoga balena, we haven't done our bhajan properly. Then we can get anemic and then we can fall victim to Maya. And you know, bahunam janmanamante, after many, many births and deaths, if we're very fortunate and we get association with sadhu, when we meet a sadhu actually, and we see like, wow, here's somebody really serious. And you feel something different than you've ever felt before. Like, wow, I want to be like that. I want to be strong like that. And then when you feel that, then when those urges like oh, maybe I'll just go back to sleep, maybe my is not so bad after all, you know, hey, you know, everyone's saying my is so bad, but it's not so bad, you know, that's what people say. When they, it's like it's not that bad, uh, you know, okay. But Bahunam Jammanamante. when you get this combination of a little uh, association with Sadhu, so you have that impression. That's yeah, there's something better. And then the memory of getting beat up so many times, getting tricked so many times and falling into it so many times. And then it's it's a feeling in the heart that no, I don't want to do this anymore. But without the sadhu to say, like, yeah, here, come with me, this is the way to go. You can get out of this. It's really hard to pull out anyway, even if you know that it's suffering and and then you don't want to stay in it so that's why chaitanya mahaprabhu said Brahman brahma Te bramate bhagavan guru krishna prasadi pai bhakti lata he compared the, the guru to a vaidya a doctor who's walking around with a, a bag that's got medicine in it for you and he said like instruct he's got some instructions in there cuz you, you talk to a good doctor right talk to you on the phone. It's like he'll ask you all kind of questions. Like, was it like this or like that? How long did you sleep? How do you feel now on a scale of one to 10? How much does it hurt? Go through all these questions. and say, I know what you got. I know what your problem is. Okay, here's exactly what you take. You go get this prescription, not the other one. Don't listen to the other people. You take this one. This is this is the one you want. And then you're in good care. And then you take it. And then you do you actually feel the strength from it? And then you're on the road to recovery. But as his only in Sandra said the other day, take the whole thing. The doctor tells you take nine of them. You don't stop at seven and say, hey, I'm good now. You keep taking it till it's all gone until it's and Ma Prabhu. Uh, you know, when he saw Sanatan Goswami, Sanatan had, uh, you know, his hair is all grown out. He looked like a Dharvesh. Like a hippie, and Mahaprabhu looked at him. And he got shaved up; everything. He looked clean, like a Vaishnav. And then, then Mahaprabhu was still looking at him askance. See, this is a good disciple. Good disciple picks up on it. That, like, yeah, he kind of looked at me funny, like. And then, so Sonatan thought, I got this expensive blanket from my brother-in-law, so he went down to the the cot. And he traded it for this old quilt. Oh, holy, holy. I mean, had uh, it was a ratty quilt. And then he brought it back. And Mahaprabhu said he was pleased, unlimitedly pleased. And then he said, Okay, a doctor doesn't let the disease even a little bit go in longer to gets the whole thing. So yeah, we have to uh, just like waking up in the morning it's not so easy unless you really practice at it and i told you before i have two alarm clocks one of them's right by my head and it's 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 got a, i don't need it because the other one works so well it's across the room it's a light that comes on it's it comes up gradually it's it, it just it, the the light starts very gradually like a half an hour before i want to get up and then gradually gradually and it, it, it's amazing how you know way before the alarm goes beep 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 you know, I actually this yep, lights there, time to get up. So you have to stay in the light. Stay in the light of the of the of your bhajan and in the association of devotees, and it's much easier to wake up. That's my experience. Okay, Sundarananda is next. Hare Bhaprabhu. Hare Krishna.
3: Yeah, thank you for the uh, insightful um, points. I was just uh, reflecting along the same lines that um, Manjula Kanta Mataji was talking about, like, um, you know, how um, as uh, spiritual practitioners, we are uh, expected to run a tight ship or tighten all the loose ends and make sure that, um, you know, there are no holes um, through which the Maya can uh, seep in. And um, I was also connecting that to Rupa Goswami's uh, verse, Nectar of Instruction, which talks about, you know, Atyahara Magraha, you know, Sangha cha Shabdir Bhakti and how we have to be um, um, careful on all these accounts uh, to make sure that our Bhakti Kripa is protected.
0: Yeah. There's so much advice given out of goodwill. You see the heart of a Vaishnav. They want to leave behind something for the others so that uh, others can uh, can take the process. And they calculate it so that, OK, how how will they be able to accept it? This is pro, this is mentioned in the 10th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam. That there's uh, a way that the Mahatkritana the great souls they devise a process so both they can go back to godhead and also those who want to follow them can go back to godhead it's like a boat and if you follow that, these great acharyas they just take the process they gave then krishna blesses it he'll accept that process that's why it feels so we feel so confident you know we get the advice from Rupa goswami comes down through the disciplic dis- dis- succession and then we get okay here's Here's your quota. You do this. Follow it all. And uh, we'll, we'll guarantee it. We'll take you back to Godhead. So yeah, that's really powerful. Thank you very much, Rizun Narananda Prabhu. Shambharupa Prabhu. Thank you so much
4: uh,
5: for another um, inspiring lecture. Uh, really appreciate. Uh, My one question was that you really mentioned very nicely how we are in a probation period and this is our golden opportunity to rectify ourselves to go back to our eternal home. Um, But one thing that uh, really um, bothers me (laughs) is that this probation period runs very quickly. Um, I I really feel inspired to see the little sadhus in our congregation who are really taken up seriously early in their life. But unfortunately not for me, it's more than half the life has already passed. So how to get uh, serious about the, especially the urgency that time is ticking and actually passing very fast, just in a blink of the eye, more than half of the life has gone and few more years are remaining. So how to get serious uh, about it so that we can embrace the remaining opportunity uh, very seriously?
0: Opportunities come by Krishna's grace. And if we apply ourselves as much as possible in the situation we're in now, then Krishna will open up more opportunities for us. And so take what we have now and, and apply it because we may be in different situations. So in bhagavatam krishna says sway sway adhikarya nishtha saguna parikirtita vipariyatu dosha syad esher eva kinkara eva nishchaya." sorry uh, he said it's a fixed principle that you should do the best you can with what you have and then then you'll get more opportunity so do the do your best every day and and always try to organize your life towards doing a better uh, service and doing better sadhana, always try to improve it a little bit. And then when you're when you're doing that, then you'll get quantum um, advancement when more opportunity comes at different stages of life. Life happens in stages. And you'll probably notice that the in different stages of your life, you think differently. You interact with the world differently, and the varna ashrama system also accounts for this. That yeah, when you're a kid, you have a lot of energy. You're really smart, brain is quick. Learn everything you can. Now you can get into grahasta ashram, and you know you got a propensity anyway for interacting, having kids, things like that. Do it. Keep keep uh, close to Krishna. Then then you got vanaprasta. You're starting the the, the off ramp little bit sort of detaching yourself by just doing more service together with your family. And then later on, either, you know, there's by circumstance or by choice, then there's this way that really dramatic detachment where you're just exclusively focused and things like that. And, you know, in the in the Varnashrama system, actually, you'll notice that every stage has its stages within it, including like sannyas and vanaprasa sannyas starts up with Kudichuk, bahudak paravijakacharya and then paramahamsa it's not like just like go jump you're here now you're there so so the kutichuk the kutichuk lives in a little place near the house and then the uh, you know the family brings by a little a couple of italy's dosa you know puts it through the through the door. You in there? You, you doing your budget? You want you, you need some prasadam? Here you go. You know, it's like, thank you. Uh, then there's this, then later, he goes out and co- goes to the gr- fields. You know, there's so much left over. In fact, Jamuna and Todd, they used to go around Silicon Valley, not Silicon Valley down, you know, in the farm country. There's so much wasted in those farms. They just say, Can we have the extra? with all those extra, you know, they build a thriving business. So everybody knows in nature, there's just extra lying everywhere. It's like instead of working, wasting my time, or waiting for somebody, I'll just be free to walk around, I'll take a little extra, whatever there is extra, I'll take it. And that's it. I'll just live off of that. And then Parvajakacharya comes and you wander around and realize that Krishna is taking care of me everywhere I go. So I'm just going to talk about him. And then that's all I'm going to do. And Parvajrakacharya is just walk around and anywhere he finds a sincere place, a sincere person just sits down and starts talking. And then a crowd comes around and then they all go, can you stay here in our town? It's like, yeah, for three days and then <laughs> goes to the next place. And that leads to a life of a Paramahamsa, you know, that preaching and going around, depending on Krishna. And then later on, uh, uh, Krishna just fully manifests in the heart of the devotee and he becomes overwhelmed in love of god and and sort of has to sit down and do bhajan because he can't stop thinking of krishna and all that uh i mean that's the last stage of life and the other stages too are there for a reason you know you learn so much in the grahasta ashram you get so much opportunity to actually learn to cooperate and all these values you learn in the grahasta ashram is really valuable so point is, learn your lesson wherever you are right now. The bhakti is so powerful. It's not it doesn't mean you know, you have to go to the forest, even Grihe hate taco, tako tacos wherever you are, keep your bhajan going. And you're gonna you're going to come to the perfection of life. But I know how you feel. You know, it goes over, it gets over so fast. And we don't know also the condition and what we'll be in later or even if we're young, anything can happen. So the urgency is always there, too, for as soon as you understand that it's urgent, start pushing on that. Take advantage of that feeling of urgency to start, you know, applying more pressure. If you feel it, yeah, make, make another arrangement, like, okay, how can we, how can we um, incrementally increase our services and things like that together. And so it's a good feeling to have. And it, it's a sign of advancement, actually, as it's one of the symptoms of bhava that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaches to Sanatan Goswami. kalatwam means, "See, I don't want to waste any more time. There's a there's a moment of silence, and you're like, Come on, <laughs> fill it up. I don't you know, that could be my last minute. So it's good you feel like that, actually, it's really good. Okay, uh, now Prabhu. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Um, Hare Krishna. Last week you
2: said something very important and I'd like to repeat it. You said, um, uh, get your bhajan
0: on and do it every day and don't let anything get in the way. That was just a nice point. That sounds like a Bob Dylan song. Anyway, yeah, that's true. Get your bhajan on. and What's the second part? Do it every day? And don't let anything get in the way and don't let anything get in the way yeah that's a secret to success for sure get your bhajan on do it every day don't let anything get in the way it's a it's um it's a secret to success because we we can't uh we can't survive without it okay we got one on the board here it says um that's it from madhavi Hare Krishna, Manavi. Uh, I was reminded in the discussion of not wanting to leave the jail of a story of Shulabhakti Dayita Mahadeva Maharaj told my Gurudev when he f- first met him of the ducks eating worms in the pond. The swans come and tell them, come and fly on our backs. We'll take you to a pond full of lotus flowers, but the ducks say we'd rather eat our worms. Yes. And that kind of answers uh, the question where it goes to the topic of why does the jail we live in look so attractive and um, we don't feel like coming out so in normal jail you have the sense of confinement you see the bars and so forth but here there's a way in which everyone thinks i'm free and they don't see the bars and and they forget about it so when we become aware of the fact that we're conditioned and we start to see the bars that's a good situation to be in okay let's see we have gandharvika radha
6: just a quick point prabhu um i was just thinking how uh, having this knowledge is the only solution because once uh, i had i was in very uh, deep pain and there was a pain medication that made me very hallucinated and I was feeling like I'm losing my consciousness. And it was so fearful. And I thought, like, what if I wake up as a cat or a butterfly or a dog? And it was so scary. And I wanted to hold on to my consciousness and not go to sleep, which will help with my pain. But then uh, I was just realizing having this consciousness that, uh, OK, even if I have to go unconscious, that this knowledge I'm part and parcel of Krishna, like whatever we read in this purport, um, is our only solution, because we may, as you said, we might go unconscious, like any time in this material world. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you, Prabhu.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, good reminder. And it's another reason that the devotees, I mean, you know, when you have to take some medication for something, obviously, it helps the body heal. But devotees in general, they're very wary about uh, different kinds of Uh, medications that alter the consciousness, because then they, they, um, they feel like out of touch with that power of austerity and tapasya and everything like that. And devotees actually get uh, this feeling of happiness of being able to um, self direct and take advantage of the, the words that Krishna say, and when you feel that kind of slip away, then it, it becomes scary. That's a good good feeling to have. Thank you. Tadiya Seva.
7: Thank you, Maharaj, um, for giving me the opportunity. Um, my question is related to um, association with um, relatives and friends who are not devotees. Before um, coming to Krishna consciousness, We have family and we have friends. We spent a lot, especially me, I spent a lot of time with my relatives and uh, and friends. But when, um, you know, I I didn't know anything about devotional service at that time. So when I became a devotee, I I think it was late. At the age, age of 23, I met devotees. And then I could understand the difference between a materialistic association and a devotee association but the hard problem for me was you know um, i'm not in the association of devotees all the time i have to go and see my family i have to go and see i encounter my relatives once in a while similarly my friends also the old friends when i you know, i have to encounter them once in a while so how do you deal with them you know you know if you they they could see the difference you know in my in my attitude you know towards them so they feel that uh, you know is not any more friendly with us. That kind of attitude, I really don't know how to deal with them. You know, especially when it comes to relatives, and so most of them are meat eaters. I come from a meat eating family, so most of them are meat eaters. You know, always doing katha and pajalpa. Um, I feel like a fish out of water with them. So can you please enlighten me? Uh,
0: just tell everyone, let's read Chaitanya Charitamrita now, and then they'll leave you alone. It's like we uh, we got to go. <laughs> these these situations are there always because uh, we're in this situation. We come in with a certain family, and you know, it's part of the attachment we have to the material world. Fortunately, over time, things change, especially if you stick to devotional service and you can be merciful to your uh, relatives and friends. When you go there, try to uh, give a nice bursadim. You can't tell them anything generally until they ask you. And it's like, like, why are you so nice? Why are you so blissful? What are you doing every morning in there? You know, how come you're doing this chanting? You go on with your bhajan because get your bhajan on, do it every day and don't let anything get your way. And, but if you're around your relatives and you're kind of nice to them, and sometimes you have to tolerate because they're gonna be doing stuff that seems like so yesteryear for you. But if, if you're there in the presence of them, some of them are gonna pick up on it and appreciate it and you'll see it later on in your life. As far as you go, like uh, there's nothing no harm because you got your bhajan going on you just have to tolerate these things and then later on there'll be an opportunity i know for a while you know it looked like i was still engaging Nirkula kind of kept things going with my family made it look like i was into it like uh in christmas in america you're supposed to give presents and stuff like that And i was like i ain't doing that I don't want to go shopping. I don't want to think about it. I don't have time. And she, she would go out and, and do everything, put my name on it. You know, and I was like, oh, how nice. <laughs> I was like, what'd you give them? And uh, you know, and then gradually things changed over time, and. You get you get your opportunity. You got to keep your bhajan going, and through all the different phases of life, you'll you'll see like, oh, this is like this, this is like that. Now I'm a kid. This is what I have to do. Now I'm, now I'm an adult. This is what I have to do. Now I'm getting older, you know. So, stay in preparation mode, and then when the, when there's a jailbreak, you be ready to jump out. When you see the, all the everyone else breaking out and they like the prison just got smashed in you know it's like okay come out you know like okay run (laughs) get out of here (laughs) so until you can actually find a hole in the prison you know you stay in there and and do do, be merciful and try to help other people and krishna will get you he'll come and get you he'll bring a helicopter down spring you out of there malini (laughs)
8: hi Well, I just wanted to, um, I had two points. Uh, one is that um, though Diasseva Prabhu is saying that he has to engage with his friends and relatives every Saturday on the calling party. He calls all of them and he has been <laughs> distributing so many Bhagavatam sets to his school friend in uh, when he was studying in engineering, his 10th class classmate, his his brother-in-law, like he keeps distributing Bhagavatam sets to everybody. <laughs> um and and my my uh, I liked all the points in your class today. Uh, one point that I really liked was that our body is a hot mic, is a hot mic situation, and everything is is recorded. And in that instance, you mentioned that um, we should um, we should not be afraid of that, and then we should try to clear everything in this lifetime. Can you please elaborate a little more on that? How we can um, apply that, and how we can clear ourselves more?
0: Well. I'll tell you a story about a god sister of mine who was a sankirtan devotee like you who became very famous for sankirtan her name was la she was with the early pioneers i interviewed her for my book she's in the book and uh yeah she got trained up early doing back to guided in magazines in los angeles and she became a great um a great hero sankirtan devotee she used to go with the early devotees to the LAX airport before it was legal. You know, we we had to legally open up the airport. And then we kept it open for decades, decades. Actually, it was part of our overhead, just paying for the legal case. But it was worth it because we distributed millions of books in the airports. We had, a, we had an attorney named Barry Fisher. He was fantastic. And um, also Amarendra Prabhu worked on it. He studied First Amendment law. There's a point to this. I'll get to it. So, anyway, the LAX airport, Labungalatika, before it was legal, I got to tell you how it became legal. The devotees sent Bhuvaneshwar Prabhu. He's the cook in Vrindavan. He's, a, he's very curmudgeon And, you know, he wasn't like a huge book distributor. So they, they said they'll sacrifice him. So they sent him out. They said, you go out and get a ar- <laughs> go out and get arrested. We Barry Fisher said, our attorney said, we need somebody to get arrested so we can so we can start the court case against them. So pooveneshwar went out there and he kept walking back and forth in front of the policeman trying to distribute books, and he said, I couldn't even get arrested. <laughs> he said, I can't distribute books. I couldn't even get arrested. It took me two weeks to get arrested. Everyone else got arrested. That- you know, in two days, they were out there. He's funny. So anyway, she was going out in the early days when devotees were going undercover, they'd sneak around the airport, sell books, but the police would chase them down. It. And it was it was serious business, they would arrest her, as they would the other devotees when they caught him. And she said she hated it. She hated being apprehended. And they tried to humiliate her, they put handcuffs on her, and they drag her through the airport. And she told me, in an interview I had whether she passed away, but so did a lot of people when I after I interviewed them. So um, if I call you for an interview, don't take it. Um, she told me that once she was taken to police station, and uh, she was she was overwhelmed with um, just dread and feeling just helpless. And they they handcuffed her to the bench in the uh, the booking office. And it's in public people walking by, it's very humiliating, especially for her, she was a high class person. And so as she was sitting there, and she she was at the height of of this um, dread and humility, a wave of realization came through her whole mental system. And this was her realization, she said, in that moment, I realized the verse from the Brahma Samhita Karmani Nirudahati kintucha Bhajam. in this verse says, when you're doing but Krishna's service, Krishna's taking away your karma. And then she had this vision that actually, because of my past activities, I was meant to be apprehended by Yamaraj. I would have been grabbed and pulled down to the hellish planets and tortured for what I've done to other living entities for many, many lifetimes. And then she f- said she felt purified when she had that vision It came through her mental system. She realized this is just a token. I'm doing Krishna's service. I'm, I'm not out here to make money or anything like that. I'm just doing it for Krishna. And he's taking away my karma by doing this for me. So, you know, when you do, when you do direct service throughout your whole life, just use up Use up your life in Krishna's service on the field. Run out the clock. You know, serve the pure devotee, and run out the clock doing that, and you've got nothing to regret. We've seen it with so many God brothers and God sisters that were completely um, lucid and fixed when they left the world, because you know they were just serving. There was there was nothing to take away really. Death comes to take away said. So, person's already gone, you know, they've gone back to Godhead. So you're, you're in, you're in the right situation, to say the least, you know, you've got everything going on. And we're really fortunate, we've got this little enclave, you know, the enclave of on Earth right now of Lord Caitanya's movement that came right after Srila Prabhupada, and then we have our group. And you know, we're tight, we stick together. And, and you know, we just keep encouraging each other, what else can you do? What else can you do you're doing everything you just keep doing it and and do service and uh, chant and do all the stuff that you can do now because at some point it's going to be like oh i wish i did more <laughs> so it's like miser you know you know when the <laughs> i wish i had invested in that stock when it was down what was i thinking in 2008 you know like so buy now Buy Krishna stock now, buy Bhajan stock now, invest now, be smart. And you know, when that time comes, when the bell rings ding, 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 Dow Jones is closed. You know, you're going to be a billionaire, you already are, but just keep investing. Oh, that cleared the board. Let me just check the other one. Manjula Kanta had a Realization about taking medicine, finish the pack, take it all, don't stop halfway. taking medicine, we should just finish the whole course if the disease is to be eradicated. Similarly in Krishna consciousness, we should not stop halfway thinking I'm better, so I I must be okay. The disease will reappear. So stay steady and follow the process to the end to completely be free of maya. Yeah, and with the devotees too, love the devotees because we're not all going to be here, you know, It happens happens so fast, we take it for granted, everyone's here, it's all this, it's all going to be always going to be like this. So when you feel something for the devotees, express your love, give, give the gift, do it now. Don't wait. Um, Because this is your life right now. It's happening right this second. So go for it and, and don't put it off. Okay, buy Krishna stock now. Okay, two, two last uh, points. We have Ashrayamadava Prabhu. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna.
4: Maharaj, um, I was just thinking that when we do our chanting in the morning and we do deity worship, at that time we feel heavenly. And then we have to go into this, you know, this routine work. And that, that is a different taste. We are getting a different taste at that time. Now, throughout the time you are working, you are, you know, uh, working with all the mundane people in your office and all, you know, it's all cats and dogs. You are not, you don't have that taste anymore. It, it's, and at, at times you get frustrated that what exactly I'm doing, any outcome out of this, nothing I'm going to take with me when I die, right? So I'm completely, you know, you know, sweating it out just for nothing, basically, throughout that eight hours or 10 hours or 12 hours, whatever he wants us to do. And by the time the day has ended, you are so exhausted that you know I did all that for nothing, basically. You know, and in the morning there was no pressure and I enjoyed it. Right. And so I just compare that, you know, and and you a person can feel it basically you can feel it when you do those things in the morning krishna is not putting any pressure on you and you're doing it but throughout the day when you're doing you're always under pressure on doing something which doesn't have any meaning basically i mean at the end of the day when you die none of that none you are not going to take any of that with you
0: <clears throat> so Prabhu? how to get out of this test thing basically right you should you should write a Bengali bhajan about that. <laughs> I don't know why. To... This bhajan will go like, I work all day long, they pre- put me under so much pressure. I don't it's all for nothing. And I work 12 hours a day until I come home and I do my bhajan, and then I feel, okay, I'm, I'm in the spiritual world. Why am I here, Krishna? Why am I working so hard? You write a bhajan like that little poem, it'll help you. (laughs) It's not a bad thing when you're when you're you know, this is our little medicine pill to take in this lifetime. And it's good because, you know, we can't just run off and do bhajan all day. People all the time, they say, I'm going to move to Mayapur. Just if you don't have seva there, good luck. I'm going to go to Vrindavan. Good luck. You need some seva, sir. We're lucky we have seva and also We we uh, many of us still have work we have to do. So your work's not bad. You have to work. And it just happens that you have to pay high rent because you live in Silicon Valley. But there's a reason you're doing it because you want in on the biggest project on the planet right here in Silicon Valley. You know, you want to go to the distance and build it up and, and do something beautiful. And God bless you for staying here and just, you know, digging in and doing it. And it's not it's not first to devotional service to be in that situation because you're realizing this is like, I don't want to be here. That's okay. That's good for you. And then when you get your chance, you're still young, when you get a little, a little bit more, you know, you'll be so mature from your doing your bhajan along with your work, and then you're sure. And then you're going to be telling all the young people like, yeah, you know, just keep doing your thing and this uh, all the material world I've been through it it's it's not for you it's not for any of us <laughs> so you're getting on both sides vidyamcha vidyamchayas bayam saha the process is perfect and you're going to come out fine you already are fine but you're going to get better okay nirkula uh oh We can't hear you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now you can hear me? Now we can hear you.
9: Hare Krishna Pranams. I just have to chime in a little bit, if you don't mind, on um, what you were talking about earlier about, um, you know, when we were still having a lot to do with your family. Yeah. uh, Yes, it's true. I did go and I did buy the Christmas presents and things like that. That's you know, that um, it, it was no big deal. But, you know, just like you always say, leave everybody with a good impression. That's, that's how you were with your family as well. You, you know, like when, when Prabhupada mentions about, you know, when someone has a lover, a wife has a lover and she does her um, duties at home very, um, very diligently so that no one suspects. You were you were like that with your family. You showed them attention, you showed them affection. Um you know, uh you listened to their stories, you <laughs> and you left everybody with a good impression you were affectionate. And so, but you were detached at the same time. So I just didn't want the devotees to get the idea of anything else because. They know who you are as a person, what a loving heart you have, and you were that way with your family as well. And in the end, your dad chanted, your mom took initiation, and it was just by you being who you are. Just you didn't do anything different. You didn't preach. You just were who you are, and that made all the difference. That's all. I just and now let you me-
0: all, now you all know how I can keep going, even though I'm such a slow. Thanks, Nikula.
9: <laughs> Hare Krishna.
0: Hare Krishna. Okay. Let's see. Uh, we got Srivatsa.
10: Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna Srivatsa. Good to see you. Thank you, Marge. Um, I was thinking about, uh, I'm like a very big overthinker, especially when it comes to my spiritual life. And I was thinking about like, if I, I, as like every time I invest like in bhajan stock and i i want to know that i'm making progress and know like okay am i like still on track right now am i deviating right now what's happening and like last summer i read uh, madhurya kadambini and it allowed me to like really like get a good sense of as to like how like, uh, like how the path the devotional service goes and i realized not only that i was like okay i am like on the path right now and i could relate to a lot of things but once I started getting past where, where I was at, I was like, whoa, this is way beyond me. I'm nowhere close to this. And I was thinking about it, Guru Maharaj, because I know that if I want to stay active in Krishna consciousness, stay enthusiastic, I need to have that very strong sense of motivation. And I need to know that, okay, like I'm, I can do this. And a lot of that comes from knowing that I am making progress. And I was just wondering, is... Me expecting progress out of my spiritual practices, or in a sense that, like now, okay, I'm doing something. I'm I'm being spirit. I'm chanting my rounds better now. I'm making. I'm being more strict with my sadhana. Now I should get this, or I try to like be a little bit too systematic with it. Is that like I know, um, Vishnu Takarati Takar he talks about anarthas that are rising, arising from pious activity. Is that another anartha, or is it? Am I like because I'm trying to keep myself motivated? But at the same time, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be some obsessive person who's just like overthinking about every small, like little itty bitty detail.
0: Well, anyway, that's how you think, you know, and it's, it's good. It's, there's a lot of application for that. You're very sensitive. And uh, you're, you're very self analytical, too. So it'll, that'll fit in somewhere nicely throughout your life. Uh, And as far as the higher levels of Bhajan go, these descend to us. This, this is not something you can reach up and grab. Sometimes people think, well, I'll just do a more advanced kind of sadhana now, like, uh, I'll start hearing different things and stuff like that. Um, You know, you can try it. It's not not what the very advanced acharyas recommend. Uh, You're doing what they recommend. Where'd you go? Are you still there? Oh, I couldn't see him for a sec. Yes, Guru. So, uh, the, uh, the, the, um, the descent of grace coming from Krishna, this is described by Rupa Goswami in the Bhakti of Samrita Sindhu, how the the mood, the higher levels of, of taste and a, a affection for Krishna in Chaitanya Chardamri described as a sun ray of the internal potency touches the heart and melts the heart at a certain point. And this, this comes as a very personal thing, Uh, Krishna descends in our lives. So I just read yesterday last night about Prabhupada's instruction, just be steady in your practice. And in due course of time, you'll ripen. And it happens by Krishna's mercy. So something you can predict or do. And In the beginning, it's natural that you're going to feel like, yeah, I want to get something out of this, (laughs) like I I know God brother was telling me, you know, thinking back to his early, early days, he was he had uh, been uh, doing everything right, got up early, this, that. And he was saying, you know, he went through the day and then, you know, he just uh, found himself at the end of the day. (laughs) Something went wrong and he was just thinking, all that, and you know, and it's still my life still gets messed up. And that it's a tendency to think like that. But Yam Kroda Kama Sahajapranayadi Piti Batsaliamoha Guru Gaura Vasavya Bhava, San Tintitasha Sadrishin Tanama Apure, Govindamari Purushamta Mahambajami. Any kind of way that you're attached to Krishna, any emotion, yum, crota kama, you may be angry, or crota kama, lusty, uh, or natural friendly love, or fear even, uh, you know, for Krishna, if all these emotions, Shastra's saying some way or another become attached. And in the beginning, if you could, you know, if, if you're motivated in the Vaiti stage, that's not bad. It's like, yes, I want to be, you know, good. I want to hit my numbers fine stay with that just stay in the game stay steady and keep doing it the other part krishna uh, will bestow upon you atashi krishna nama adi nabhavet graham indri seven spuratira. Spurati means that krishna appears to you when he wants to and he will there's no doubt about it but it's it's a matter of uh, time so be really patient but it's good to have that sort of feeling that, yeah, I want to move forward. So keep doing it. Thank Prabhu, you your turn. Uh, Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hare um, Krishna. A while back I heard a nice class by
2: um, Giridharth Swami. And he mentioned that he went to ISV and he met a devotee called Malini. And she was completely mad about distributing Shri books.
0: That's what he said in the class. Yeah. And that's uh, words out. So that's a good reputation to have. And yeah, that's good, too. If if devotees notice that you're doing service, you get kind of like there's an indelible stamp in this lifetime that, yeah, you were there. You you participated in Lord Chaitanya's movement. And as as Mahaprabhu, as it mentioned in the story uh, at the end of the uh, Chaitanya Charter Mita, a and all that stuff where he got arrested, thrown on the changa. You know, he was stealing money from the government. And uh, they they uh, he got in a kerfuffle with the prince. The prince wanted to get the money from him. He said, I got these horses. You take my horses, uh, They're fine horses he had. Gopinath Patanayaka, he was a great devotee. And the prince said, he gave him a low ball price. He said, I'll give you this much for him. And Gopinath said to the prince, he said, because the prince had this tick in his neck, he he it kept going like this. He couldn't stop it. Natural tick. Gopinath said to him, "Yeah, my horses are a lot w- worth a lot more than that because they don't go like this." And the prince came incensed, so he took Gopinath. He put him on the chunga, and that's a sword sticking up from the ground. It's big, a bamboo thing, and you know at some point they'll push you off onto the swords. He wanted to scare him and the money. People came to Mahaprabhu, he said, don't tell me about it. I'm a sannyasi. I don't want all this stuff, you know, all these people causing me grief. And then uh, somebody went to the king, Paruja, said, you know, your son put Kopinath Patanayaka, one of Lord chitani's great devotees on Chung. He said, I didn't tell him to do that. He just said, I just said, get the money back somehow or other. So then the king absolved him of the debt, actually doubled his income, gave him a higher status in the government. And it all came out okay. And in the end, Kaviraj Goswami says, see, Mahaprabhu didn't get involved. But his mercy is automatic. His mercy is automatic. Got to be in the right place at the right time. Just stay with Mahaprabhu because there's nobody better than Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Nobody. And if you stick with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his movement, I mean, look what he does. He, he sends people out on the street to go chanting. I mean, that's outrageous. There's no better show in town than that. You know, all the other things are boring and stupid. People playing baseball, throwing a ball around and you know getting all excited and paying people millions of dollars to do it. That's stupid. And all everything's stupid here in the material world, except for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's program, which is go out and chant Hare Krishna. There's an ocean of philosophy behind it by the best philosophers who ever lived. This is a f- far-out movement, and if you can just get your, if you just get in it somehow or other, say yes, yeah, sign me up, put me, put me in somewhere in this, in this game, and I, I want to be part of it. Then, you know, you'll, you'll be remembered that you, were, you were part of it. Krishna will take you. Okay. Not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, hey, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman,